Hello and welcome to the Ravi Kumar podcast. I'm your host Ravi Kumar and on my podcast I feature creative, talented and diverse people who are passionate about what they do, be it an occupation, vocation, profession or service and ask them questions to seek answers, glean insights and share these learnings as inspiration and motivation. Meaningful conversations with interesting people sharing their unique perspectives. That's what my show is all about. Thank you for listening to this podcast. On my show today, I continue with my series of conversations centered around bicycling in Bangalore, which like in other cities in India and around the globe has seen a massive resurgence of interest. In episode number 6, I spoke to Satya Shankaran, Bangalore's bicycle mayor, and recently on episode number 15, I chatted with bicycle ambassadors of their respective companies, Arun Shankar from Bosch Limited. and Karthik Ranganathan from Texas Instruments both companies based in Bangalore today i'm pleased to have yet another bicycle ambassador shilpi sahu from qualcom technologies welcome to the ravi kumar podcast shilpi thank you for taking time out today talking to me and my audience uh, hi ravi hi uh, shilpi thank you at the outset i must thank uh, bangalore's bicycle mayor satya shankaran for enabling this conversation with you actually shilpi and uh, you know arun and karthik uh, in my last conversation with them recently they also insisted that i talk to you to get a women's perspective on cycling to work and related issues yeah thanks thanks for having me here in this conversation i want to touch upon aspects such as safety respect fitness mental health and overall about women and cycling tell us a little bit about yourself about the company you work for and uh, you know what is the domain of expertise uh, in your company um i am an engineer at qualcomm um, my workplace is in whitefield and i work primarily uh, on camera um and i have been working in bangalore for the last 20 years when did you start uh, on the journey of uh, cycling to um, work i started cycling to work in 2010 um so that's when um, i was quite fed up with traffic although traffic at that time was nothing compared to what it is uh, it was in pre covid times it was just crazy but um, i i felt that we were, i was wasting a lot of time on traffic stuck in jams and getting frustrated and i had a small baby at home um, and i didn't want to be delayed in something as wasteful as a traffic jam bangalore traffic is like that if you are stuck 100 meters from house you could be there for a very long time and people will pass you by on their Uh, on their feet it was very frustrating and even though traffic was very less that time traffic jams were just nars were as bad as they are now um so i was i knew that there are a few people who cycle and i got a chance to just speak with them and they say yeah we cycle um it's it's okay we cycle to work and then i i bought a cycle and i thought i will let me give it a um Uh, ride around the neighborhood um and i cycled around for like 10 12 kilometers on a week weekend i thought it was okay i mean i i was not very okay. comfortable but i said okay it seems fine let me just go to work the next day and i went to work i came back and i felt very good i was scared but i felt very good it was scary because i was not used to it but um it was uh, reasonably oh. fast and it was Uh, it felt very peaceful you know you i was not worried about anything i was 
uh i was just cycling and you just cycle sit on the cycle and you pedal you keep pedaling till you get where you want okay in fact uh, arun uh, mentioned about uh, the predictability factor uh, while cycling you know it's predictable to say that i'll be at home in 20 minutes or i'll be at the office in 15 minutes you take away cycling as a commuting option and this predictability factor goes because you never know for how long you're stuck in traffic uh, on a bike or a yeah, or a car uh, so should we, i'll come back to this sorry i'll come back to these issues i just wanted to go back a little bit and ask you what is your earliest remembrance of a cycle uh, you know or cycling um my earliest memories when i was about 10 or 12 years old my neighbor in uh when i was staying in suburban jharkhand uh, my neighbor babu had a cycle okay. and i wanted to ride it i didn't know how to ride it and he helped me sit on the cycle and he said go and i went <laughs> and i went uh, okay. like 100 meters and i fell uh but uh, no but i'm very really oh falling falling is my uh first memory of cycling and i am not afraid to fall i am very good at falling on cycle because i have fallen a lot of times and it's it's, it's not really you know um, uh, not really dangerous you just fall you learn how to fall and how not to okay. injure yourself while falling there is an art oh, to an falling art to so well. the way you sit on the cycle how your posture and the height of the seat how you should get back, how you should get up Okay. Um, it's all meant for safety. It's it's falling is uh, when you don't know how to do that properly, or you can't you don't anticipate uh, the dangers when you're cycling. Okay. You sound like falling is like a badge of honor. But that uh, makes me ask you the question: Have you ever broken any bones while falling, or no, none at all? No, I have not broken any bones, but I have fallen quite a lot, and. Uh, um wow. i have got like really bad bruises there was one time i was going to work on a friday and uh, i i slipped my bicycle skidded on some construction debris which was kept on the uh, road you don't expect right you don't road? expect gravel etc on the road i yeah. i wasn't very fast but i fell and it was not a bad fall as in i didn't really feel hurt but i just looked terrible because i got scratches on my face I was bleeding on my face my knees my oh. arms and i but i still went to work i went to the clinic got dressed and i i worked in the office okay. for the entire day and i cycled back so it wasn't very bad but wow. everybody who looked at me probably decided not to cycle ever <laughs> okay Uh, so we we'll, we'll talk about uh, safety as well a little later in the conversation that earliest remembrance of yours um and subsequently did you uh, get a chance to buy yourself your did your parents buy you a bike and did you choose to go to school in a cycle or uh, college my first bicycle was uh, uh, to go to tuition when i was in school it was not very far off it was about 1 or 2 kilometers my parents bought me a cycle uh which i used during my um my uh, bachelor's uh, time i used that um after that i didn't cycle actually for a very long time i started cycling only when um i decided in 2010 that i will cycle now to work and it's a it's a, it's a skill that comes back um, almost instinctively yeah. right 
isn't that so yeah no matter what the gap is uh, i think you instinctively yeah, take the cycle yeah once you learn how to do it your body remembers how to you know ride a bike that you right. never forget fast forwarding to now how did you become the bicycle ambassador for your company and uh, what are some of the initiatives from qualcom side to encourage employees like you and your fellow colleagues to adopt cycle to work as an option so i came to know about cycle to work platform from satya and um, so i asked okay. uh, people um, our employees in the company um, that would you like to sign up on this platform uh, then we would get some cycle to work points and there would be some ranking and then i realized that people were signing up because they were already cycling to work and i was really surprised because i didn't know that okay. so many people in my company were already cycling to work when there was absolutely no encouragement coming from anywhere so they just chose to cycle because okay. it was convenient um it, there was no other reason they were staying close by and it was the fastest way to get to work and go back um so um because of the cycle to work platform also because we we uh, qualcom as a company rose to the first uh, top 3 um companies which uh, um which are in bangalore which have the number of uh, trips and cyclists is quite high um so we have quite a bit of uh, a cycling community in qualcom um and qualcom does provide cycle stands and these are shower p- facilities changing rooms but these are not specific for cyclists they are for everybody but it helps to have these facilities because um, people would uh, like to freshen up after cycling so that this is probably the bare minimum that a company should have for its employees um and lately lately purchasing right. um any cycling equipment or um, getting them serviced maintenance uh, they can be claimed as part of flexible benefits although it's a small amount it is it's uh, still okay because the company now recognizes uh, cyclists it's left to the employees themselves to promote their activity of interest as a club as cyclists we want more people to cycle so we encourage each other to cycle wonderful so uh, how many people totally in qualcom uh commute to work on a cycle and of the, the total number how many uh, what is the ratio of the gender men to women uh would you have that uh, statistic uh, definitely men to women ratio i don't have but it's a it's a very small ratio actually um there are very few women okay. in qualcom who cycle but i know a few who do cycle quite regularly total number of cyclists in qualcom would be around 200 plus uh in bangalore um but okay. it is a tiny fraction okay. of the total number of people who uh actually commute to work um by the cycle or by uh, okay. you know other means and as a bicycle ambassador within qualcom as part of your responsibility do you uh, encourage colleagues as well to actively take to cycling as a community option so we have um, held a few talks and um, once a month we used to get together and just talk to other cyclists so we just exchange notes on which route to take what is your um, cycling what what is your cycle brand and tires so we would just get together and talk for a while um we did organize uh, some small uh, cycle workshops where people could come in and ask their questions 
so some things like that but in general what we found is that um most people who want to cycle uh and they they start cycling even once or twice they usually get over their uh, hesitation very quickly but there are few people who keep talking about it but they never get they are not really that serious to have really invested in that thought uh, for them it's never going to okay. happen because uh, there are far many negative things about cycling going around uh, that you won't discover that they are true or untrue unless you really start cycling it's it's like lot of people talking about right. something that has never happened versus you do that once and you realize what's true what's not so um absolutely so yeah uh, i mean uh, i think there many people started cycling just knowing that their colleague comes on cycle i realized that there were lot of people who were sitting uh, a few uh, cubicles away from me who used to cycle daily and i didn't even knew, know about them it's when they signed up on cycle to work and i could see that they are commuting almost every day and uh, yeah they they also right. don't talk about it so we started featuring cycle some three or four cyclists every month and we would put it up on the slide show in the cafeteria so that people can see their colleagues who are cycling and they would be surprised that oh i didn't know you cycled Yes, I've been cycling for years. Okay. I just don't talk about it. Okay, it was a discovery day or a discovery time uh, within the uh, within yeah, your colleagues, yeah. I guess. So um, I understand that you commute about twenty-four kilometers uh, per day uh, while commuting to work and uh, yeah, home. Yeah, it comes to about twenty-three kilometers. On your commute, are you conscious of uh, other bicycle riders around you? Uh, specifically, do you tend to? Uh, look for or do you notice uh, women riders uh, of other companies for instance and uh, if you did does that give you any degree so of comfort so there are not too many women cyclists um, i i don't see too many i mean i see very rarely actually um, maybe but it's, i mean compared to maybe 5 okay. years ago there are most women cyclists now uh many of them are recreational cyclists okay. and but for commuting somehow i don't see that many female cyclists and yeah in general i am quite conscious of my surroundings and when you're on a cycle you're quite you know exposed you notice everything um as opposed to being inside a car right and uh, if you are in Absolutely. rush hour right uh, the traffic is slow and it's like things rolling out in slow motion around you uh so i am perfectly okay. comfortable on my cycle and in a crowd or uh, on in any surroundings uh, i i really don't mind if i'm surrounded by males or females i see have you uh, experienced any uh, sexist or patronizing attitudes from uh, other yeah, road users yeah sometimes uh, sometimes and i think it's not really dangerous it's just annoying and but then i i mean when i'm cycling i don't really want to get annoyed and pick fights with people so i just ignore it but if i am having a bad day then i would probably uh, you know uh, get down and give a nasty look or a scream or shout but i really don't like doing that uh, i think that um, bangalore in general is okay. quite friendly to women it's friendly to cyclists also uh, people give you way um uh and it's it's not really dangerous in that way and there will be some people who would just make annoying remarks but 
I think they they're just not used to seeing a woman on a cycle, and they'll get used to it. I really ignore people. I think that they have come from some um, a village or a town where women never really get out, and they don't see women cycling. Um, so they spend right. a few months in Bangalore. They will get used to it. And especially people on, right. uh, you know, I always take That's... my commute route. I think people know me by now, um, and uh, I I don't think that they would ever like to mess with me when I'm on that route. <laughs> That's uh, nice to know, right? So I want to uh, pick your brain on the safety factor. Uh, you know, is it a, a very gender-neutral term? Uh, what I mean is, is safety a factor for uh, cyclists of both gender, or are you particularly uh, cautious about safety? And I want to go back to what you said earlier about some colleagues within your company who uh, want to, but uh, don't bring themselves to. So, do you think uh, their worry or safety is the primary issue? Um, I think. Uh... Uh, if you're talking about women, why women don't cycle? I think it's a different issue. Uh, safety is a is a gender neutral issue. I think um, people are afraid of traffic, also mm. because they see traffic from the perspective of a car user, um, uh, and they it's it's not too bad when you're on a bicycle, but you feel exposed. But then you get used to it. um even buses tankers most of them you know 90% of them will actually give you way but there are always people there are always rash riders okay. who would pass very close by and that is scary but as a cyclist you can observe certain you know safety norms to be not in the path of a speeding traffic be careful yourself be predictable right. uh, be visible um if you have an option don't try right. it um after dark um if you have an option try to ride on the routes that you are very familiar with uh and mainly it, it's mainly okay. because it's not because somebody is going to come and mug you or loot you um it's mainly because the yeah. in general the infrastructure in bangalore is so bad and it is worse for cyclists because you are exposed and you don't have a, a dedicated cycling lane for you um so uh, there are potholes potholes uh, garbage on the road sand on the road drains open drains uh, and rods sticking out these are the primary dangers of cycling on the road and especially in dark but you're riding during rush hour um in the day time traffic is static everywhere you can just you know cruise on your cycle you can see where you're going and even if you cycle very slow you will still get where you are going um, you get there before anybody That's, on I, your office you know you would they'd be riding their cars and they will spend twice the amount of time to get where you got there on your cycle and it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah I believe you. I believe you on that because I, I've uh, uh, been a, a two-wheeler uh, commuter myself, and um, that, I think that's the beauty of uh, cycling, isn't it? You can just uh, swerve and uh, uh, get. Uh, you can go through the uh, little gaps that uh, are available when uh, in a traffic jam. 
uh, which cannot be done by other uh, modes yeah, of transport. Yeah, so um, when I'm on a cycle, I can I can be a become a pedestrian whenever I want to. I can jump over medians. I can pick up my cycle and um, jump over things, um, obstacles, um, and uh, I can go through railway crossings. I can, uh, I can, you know, walk on the pavement footpath for some time. I can stop and have tea if I want for some time. Um, and uh, the police are also quite friendly to cyclists actually in Bangalore. Um, so. they know that there is no infrastructure and they will not make you go around long one ways you can still walk your way the wrong way and roll your cycle and go it's it's still fine um so it's it's quite easy it's quite easy cycling in bangalore what is not easy and what is uh, you know little difficult in terms of just effort is that bangalore is not flat uh, there are a, there are a quite a bit of flyovers and stuff but even if you don't take flyovers um um there is some grade there are ups and downs and you do need a slightly better bike uh, maybe gears in the bike to be able to negotiate them easily right i also understand that you're an amateur long distance runner so what is your take on cycling to achieve uh, fitness uh, i know there is a term called runner's high Is there one called cyclist high too? Um, I would probably never know because I am not a recreational cyclist, and my only cycling is to go to work and come back. Um, and that cycling is done at a really okay. easy effort. And I I don't know if it is cycling high, but I feel good when I'm home and when people and my colleagues are still on the road. I feel good about it that I have got extra time. In spite of twenty-four kilometers. Yeah, yeah, but I That's stay in a pretty amazing. congested and badly designed part of Bangalore where everybody wants to ride their cars, their SUVs to work and back. Outer ring road pre-COVID times was pretty bad. It would take you sometimes half an hour to negotiate oh. two kilometers. In two kilometers, even if I walk with my cycle, I would be home in ten minutes. And I could take shortcuts right. that uh, cars can't take it. I can I can go through some lakes, some small lanes, uh, squeeze through uh, a, a a lake, a lake road. Um, I can be a pedestrian whenever I want to. So so actually for me, cycling was like getting extra time in your hand where I can sit down and relax. And plus, when I'm cycling, right, you uh, it's it's quite relaxing in the way that Bangalore weather is so nice, and uh, you enclose yourself in a small car. all you can see is traffic and you see nothing else um but when you're on a cycle right you feel the wind in your hair you can see things around and there are uh, there are seasonal trees which flower every season being in a car you see nothing you see absolutely nothing you just see traffic if you ask somebody you know what they're doing right. in the car they'll say they listen to music they listen to podcast this that but What do you do there? Four hours a day, two hours traveling, ten kilometers. It's a waste of time. I would rather spend those two hours at uh, home. I really appreciate the fact that you are uh, so observant as well uh, while cycling, which uh, forces me to ask this question: something to do with mental fitness as well, right? I mean, once you overcome and negotiate Bangalore's traffic jam, I guess you uh, 
instinctively become mentally fit to take on anything uh, <laughs> yeah uh, i think uh, you um, you should spend as little time in bangalore traffic as possible because it's a waste of time um, it's a waste of time because um, if you are driving a car you are part of the problem and there is some satisfaction in not being that problem so when you are a cyclist you are part of the solution you are not contributing to to the jam so you mentally remove yourself from the problem it's no longer your problem it is their problem so i feel so relaxed because when people are talking about traffic at lunch time and i just it just just goes past me i don't get it and then some people look at me and they say oh she cycles that's why she doesn't know how we feel i said i knew how it felt 10 years back and that's why i gave it up now i don't care about it. do you agree that there are a lot of positive developments around uh, bicycling in bangalore shilpi uh, you know there's a proposal to develop uh, dedicated lanes uh, pop up lanes are coming up recently the bmtc initiative to carry bikes to help uh, cyclists uh, with uh, last mile connectivity do all these initiatives uh, you know gladden your heart um, so to speak yes yes these are all positive uh, developments but um, i think we have to see whether whether uh, they actually bear fruit i mean these are announcements that these things will happen uh, but finally there is there has to be proper execution in the on these initiatives um i think um, <clears throat> if they are implemented definitely it will lead to more cyclists who will uh, want to use them because um uh, i mean we have been probably hardened in bangalore traffic that we no longer care but um, somebody like my son who's 12 years old would he would be very scared getting out there in the traffic it's it's, it's very um, hostile environment um, but but during the actually during the covid times the because the roads were empty many people did take advantage of that and they went out bought cycles and they cycled around um, they got used to riding because some of it is just your own fear factor but these initi- initiatives do help because partly when you make some infra for bicyclists you are recognizing them because so far the government has done nothing to recognize that a large workforce actually does cycle to work and many of them are the uh, blue collar employees uh, your um, uh, cooks your uh, security guards your maids many people use cycle for commute and they use cycle because it's easy they can they don't get stuck in traffic jams it takes very little money to maintain and these are the silent riders who don't complain because they are removed from the problem of traffic jam they never ask for the infra it's the fact that the government recognizes them and makes a cycle track that itself is a big thing and it's very cost effective isn't it i mean uh, like you mentioned there is no need uh, to spend on any infra at all for cyclists and uh, cyclists are doing a great uh, uh, favor to the environment uh, to themselves as well from a health perspective uh, so what is uh, not there to encourage yeah, sure is, sure uh, so there is uh, actually question. the government should have started encouraging cycling long time ago because there is there is nothing to lose to encourage cyclists and make infra from them because it costs not that much money to you know not that much space either so instead so for example for last mile connectivity 
you can't have buses running around every road uh but you could make cycle tracks and pedestrian infrastructure so that people can cycle and walk from their home till the nearest bus stop or to the net metro stop so but instead if you start widening roads right in the neighborhoods you actually take away livelihoods you take away people's homes and you cut trees you cause a lot of uh, damage to the environment in providing space for cars and vehicles uh and you also make it unsafe because now there are vehicles which can technically ride at 100 kilometers an hour on a wide road but when you start making this pedestrian infrastructure for people in their actual neighborhoods you automatically make them safe and also environment friendly and uh, as far as the environment is concerned uh, the pandemic has uh, reinforced uh, the priority that we need to afford to it hasn't yeah. it definitely i mean people earlier said that it is not possible to get anything done without uh, traffic suddenly we discovered that you can do work from home and uh, be quite efficient at it so you don't have to travel um and it also showed that the nature can rebound you the air can clean itself if you just stop driving so just the lack of vehicular pollution itself improved the air quality a lot outer ring road used to be uh, unbreathable i mean i would not leave home without a mask if i leave home without mask i'll come back and take a take the mask and go again um you can breathe in outer ring road okay. it is uh, polluted it was polluted but now if you go to outer ring road you can really smell the flowers which are on the medians yeah yeah so, so on uh, eco world eco world uh, entrance has got okay. many akash malige trees are planted so every time i would cycle through it i would smell the flowers and it was really beautiful then you know that august has come because uh, the flowers are blooming and they fall on the ground and uh, when you go over them they smell nice now our outer ring road is very different <laughs> it is very different right now right on that flowery note uh, shilpi thank you so much for your time and uh, interest in talking to me and uh, my audience is there any closing remarks uh, that i can ask you to um, give us um so i think uh, cycling requires a change in mindset and um, the government does have a re- role role to play in it but the government will just not do things because it's the right thing to do but if you demand the right things and be vociferous about it there is some chance that it may get done in future so no matter how crazy we seem as cyclists that we keep asking for cyclist friendly friendly infra um i think that's the way to go because right. it's a it is a cycle unless you ask for it you're not going to get it so you can't just keep waiting for to for it to happen you have to make it happen i surely hope that uh, those things happen in the near future and uh, i wish you all the best uh, shilpi um, as you commute to office and it's a pleasure home. ravi thank you bye thank you for listening to yet another episode of the ravi kumar podcast talk show i hope you have enjoyed this conversation if you want to get in touch with shilpi check out her handle fit shilpi on twitter do visit www.cycle2.work for a wealth of information on companies taking part in the bicycling movement if you enjoyed this conversation do visit anchor.fm 
slash the Ravi Kumar podcast to listen to the earlier episodes. Adios amigos. For now, this is Ravi Kumar signing off. Remember to stay safe and positive. Wear a mask for your own safety and others and practice social and physical distancing. Remember these times shall soon pass. Cheers. Thank you.